It is the sports mashup number two, March 17th, 2021 is the year of uh, this one. And last week we talked about all the things going on in sports. We were in the middle of championship week, the conference tournaments in college hoops. Now we have a bracket, a tournament. We'll talk about that. We were pre-NFL free agency last week. Now we have a million moves happening. Some things expected, some things unexpected. But let's get this out of the way. The Nets are on fire. They're the best team in the NBA. And um, you question the depth in the NBA after the first seven teams because everybody in the NBA outside of the top upper echelon teams suck. I mean, I would think that's a fair point. Yeah, after those after those top seven, I really question the depth of the whole Who's league. the top seven? Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, Utah, Lakers. That's five. Phoenix. Phoenix is six. Uh, shout out. Clippers. Clippers, sorry. Yeah, I, I would also question that. I mean, maybe the Blazers, if they're, they're they, The Blazers were the – they were two games back of the Clippers, and they were the closest. But after that, it kind of really drops off. Yeah, I mean, the Nuggets, maybe they have something – to prove, I doubt it. I mean, last year they lost to the Heat, I think, or no, who they lose to? They lost to the uh, lost to the Lakers, right? I guess I don't even know. I didn't even watch the NBA playoffs last year. That's how out of tune I am. And I'm actually going to watch them this year because my team's going to be in there, so it's very exciting. Um, the Suns have been in the playoffs in like nine years, so should have been in there last year, but whatever. Uh, anyway, let's get away from the NBA. That took about a minute. That was well timed. Uh, let's go to the NFL. We'll start with your team. Resigning uh, Shaq Barrett, a very important piece, and I know that there was some rumblings about them resigning JPP, which hasn't been done yet and hasn't been official. Um, no, him and Sue. Yeah, and uh, playoff Lenny Fournette. So yeah, it's very smart for a team that is a win now team like the Bucks to resign everybody. Like some teams win a Super Bowl, and you still need to build or like keep your core guys there. You can't resign everybody, but the Bucks. With a quarterback that's the age that Tom Brady is, it's very smart for them to just go all in and re-sign everybody. Yeah, they got Levante David signed, now Shaq Barrett. I'm also convinced that salary cap is a myth. <laughs> I mean, seriously, look at the Saints. They were uh, they were a billion dollars over the cap, and they signed. Uh, they effed with the system to get Taysom Hill that money. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But how about the Patriots? Speaking of Tom Brady, let's go to Bill Belichick, who's handing out checks left and right. I mean, what a signs two Ooh. tight ends, Jonu Smith for four years, fifty mil. Absolute genius. Hunter Henry for three years, thirty-seven and a half million. And then Nelson Aguilar. And they traded for uh Trent Brown. So that offense is gonna be humming. I mean, he's gonna have more things around Cam Newton. I know they're shopping to kill Harry, the receiver. They might move on from him, but Nelson Aguilar is actually kind of good now. And they did they trade Cannon away or did they release him? I don't remember that move. Um either way though, they have a lot of pieces on offense now, and I wouldn't want to defend them when you have two stud tight ends like that. On both sides, it's going to be really hard to defend. It's going to help the running game. You're going to have Sony Michelle back there. They're going to be moving. The offense should be a lot better. Which also brings them back to when they had like Gronk and Hernandez. Yeah, which you know that went a little differently than this one's probably going to go. If I had to guess, but uh, yeah, but I mean they re-signed Cam, but not to a starter's contract. So still opens that door. Do are they really thinking about bringing Jimmy Garoppolo back? Yeah, I really doubt that's going to happen, but I could see them drafting a guy in the first few rounds. Like if let's say a guy like uh, Jamie Newman out of Georgia is still there in like the third round, why not take him? He's a big body, 6'4", uh, you know, athletic quarterback who 
is probably going to be around there. Maybe they draft a guy and try to hit on another later round quarterback. But I mean, if you look at the Patriots structure right now, they're the type of team where you don't need a ton on defense for them to be good because Bill Belichick is the best coach of all time and he's a defensive guy and that'll help. And Matthew Judon signing from the Ravens is a huge move. You're getting a guy that is an AFC foe. Uh, He was on the Ravens. And uh, he's going to be a really good pass rusher for them. I think Chase Winovich has been really good out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they second round tendered J.C. Jackson, so you got to hope for their sake that they hold on to him. But they're going to be good again next year. Like I don't know if they're—I don't think they'll be as good as the Bills, but I think they'll still be a second place team. I think the Dolphins take a step back. I don't really—I I just think the last two years the Dolphins have been overachieving. The Jets are a couple years away. Um, they're not going to be very good this year. I don't really care who their quarterback is, which last week we talked about Sam Darnold. Somebody talked about him a little too much. That was like a six-minute segment, and it was worth it. Uh, I think that's probably when everyone turned the show off uh, when we talked about Darnold and how much he's worth it. We could do that again if you want. Speaking of the Jets, they did sign Corey Davis and defensive end Carl Lawson. Those are smart moves. I think they are. I mean, Corey Davis was a, supposed to be a generational receiver. He was a top five pick in the draft. Uh, that obviously hasn't been the case, but he's still really good. And if you look at the receivers they've had the last few years, I mean, my God, I, you you thought that like maybe the uh, – I can't even think of a team off the top of my head that has bad receiving core, but you thought that some teams had it bad. Look at the Jets. Jamison Crowder is good. After that, it was horrible. Denzel Mims could be something, but – Man, and and it's not even Darnold's fault that he was ruined. I mean, it's the Jets. Didn't put enough around him. They drafted horribly. Um, but maybe it's going to turn around. You got Joe Douglas in there his second year. A couple smart signings. I know that the there's reporters saying that the Jets are going to be try to use the quote-unquote Packers method, which is to sign a guy, a defensive end, like Zadarius Smith, who was good but hasn't really reached his full capability. And that's what they're trying to do with Carl Lawson or something because he's – wasn't as good as he's supposed to be in Cincinnati. But how about the juice being loose for the Niners? Fullbacks getting paid. How many years has he been in the league? 40? I don't even think it seems like he's been there forever, and then he gets a five-year deal. How old is he, though? I mean, he's not even – I don't even know if he's like 30-plus. Oh, it seems like he's been in the year for like 15 years. He's been in the league for eight years, and he's 29. So what is this, his third deal? Well, he started with the Ravens. I know that. But uh, how about this? Had to have been his third deal. Probably, yeah. I mean, how about the fact that we got fullbacks getting paid? Very and exciting. He's getting paid well. Five years, $27 million, 10 of it guaranteed. Yeah, that's just the uh, tip of it when we get to the 49ers later. I mean, my God. Um, then we got Drew Brees gone. He's going to NBC. We figured this would happen. Maybe there were some questions about maybe it wouldn't because he hadn't done it yet, but I guess he was doing it on like the anniversary of him being signing with the Saints or something like that or drafted or something. I don't know. But Well, wasn't it drafted by the Saints? No, that would be the Chargers and what a move by them. But anyway, you know. Uh, probably, it probably had to been a day that he signed with him and Sean Payton. Probably, yeah. Uh, Taysom Hill signing four years 140, but not actually four years 140. Is blatant cap – manipulation and the way they structured that i mean this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen the system has to be fixed i mean right i mean come on it's absurd like but with what? him getting that major extension and then them going in and saying hey Jameis, here's a one-year deal 
Are they just saying that, that Taysom Hill is the quarterback of the future? I honestly think that it was mostly for cap manipulation and cheating because I think Jameis is going to be the starter. I really they do. couldn't have done that with him, though, either. They couldn't have given him a longer contract and done the same thing. I I don't really know how that all works. I mean, I I don't really know. All I know is the Saints are blatantly messing with the system, and the system has to be fixed. <laughs> what embarrassment that is, and they still can't win. And then back to your boys. Aaron Jones is to stay a Green Bay Packer. I I, I don't. I don't love the idea of paying running backs. I really don't. But this is not that bad of a deal. It's not Zeke money. It's not Christian McCaffrey money. He does a ton for them. And I like the idea of having thunder and lightning. A.J. Dillon is the is the thunder. Aaron Jones is the lightning. I love Jamal Williams. I hate that he went to the Lions. But I'm, I don't hate the deal. I know a lot of people are bitching about it because they let Lindsley walk and kept Jones. I mean, I guess I'm okay with it because they just have so much versatility in the offensive line. They drafted a million of them last year. And it's not a mega deal, right? I mean, the structure isn't horrible. It's only a $13 million signing bonus, which I'm sure it'll become more because then they'll restructure it in two years probably. But it's not that bad. Um, and what, what was it I said last week of where I thought he could have went? Did you was say it, Houston? Yeah, I think it was Houston to keep uh, Deshaun Watson there. And then who was it they signed? Oh, God, who they signed? Uh, Duke Johnson or something? No, uh, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram, yeah. And they also signed uh, Tyrod Taylor. Quarterback controversy. Is Tyrod better than Deshaun? Is this, is this their plan for Deshaun sitting out and Tyrod? Is his, is his lung fully inflated now? Jeez, what a screw job that was for him. How much do you think he got paid from the Chargers for that? I don't know, but – what a brutal situation that was. I mean, good thing for them that Herbert turned out to be a stud. Or anything, I'm sure he had to have sued that doctor. Or it was settled outside courts. Here's seven million bucks. Shut up about it. That kind of stuff. Yeah, we didn't mean to puncture your lung on the sideline. Yeah, that's bad. Um, I don't think that I would be okay with that if I were him. But whatever, you lose your job, you get stabbed. With a needle by a doctor who somehow doesn't know how to do his job. I don't know. It's brutal. But uh, Emmanuel Sanders is still in the NFL, really? Yeah, just on the – what was he, a Saint last year? How many teams has he been on? Broncos, Steelers, Saints. Well, he was on the Niners at one point. Yep. I think that's five. I think this is his fifth team. And he's never been a Packer. That surprises me a little bit. Or just make a sixth. It's up there. I don't know. He's a good enough player to where he probably shouldn't be on this Bro- many teams. Broncos, Bills, Niners, Saints. Steelers. Steelers. I think it's five. Unless we're missing one. I will look it up on the internet just to double check. Um, yeah, this is his fifth team. He has a Super Bowl. He won it with the Broncos. This is his third team in three seasons. Yeah, he went from what then? Actually, fourth team because he was traded from the Broncos at the deadline in 2019 to the Niners. And then he went from what, the Niners to? Saints, and then now to the Bills. So, 
Anyway, that was probably too much time on Emmanuel Sanders, to be honest. That was like a minute, so move and on. The, the Bears couldn't get Russell Wilson, so who did they get? The Red Rocket. Uh, here's what I think about this signing. He's better than Nick Foles. His hair goes well with their orange jerseys. <laughs> but, my God, like how could you be – a Bears fan who's dealt with all this stuff. You know, they, they are literally the definition of we're never going to have an actual franchise quarterback. And then you think you're going to trade for Russell Wilson? Really? You've done nothing but rip your front office to shreds for the last three years, which is rightfully so. They've been terrible. But you think you're going to get Russell Wilson? Really? And then, and then on top of that, I'm 100% convinced that the Bears paid Adam Schefter to tweet, well, we tried hard for Russell Wilson, but the Seahawks made it clear they weren't trading him. How much they give Schefter to tweet that? I mean, seriously, come on. What a joke. And and honestly, Trubisky's better than either of these guys, honestly. And you as a Packers fan got love if he's starting week one. I, I would love it because then you're in the division where your quarterback's a three-time MVP who's the reigning MVP with Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, and Andy Dalton. I like that a lot. It makes my team's defense look better than it actually is. So I'm cool with that. And the cold weather factor in Chicago. Can can the Red Rocket play in Chicago cold in December? Not I mean, a lot of guys can. I mean, you played in Cincinnati. That's nothing. Chicago is the coldest place to I'm play. I'm not saying that it's not colder, but. Ask Aaron Rodgers. He said the coldest place he's ever played was Soldier Field in December. I'm, just, I'm not saying that it's not cold, but Cincinnati's pretty cold in the winter. But he's also coming off a year where he played in Dallas indoors. That's correct. And then the teams that they played in the road, I think they went to Cincinnati and they went to Baltimore. That's about it that I remember because the Cowboys were such a joke last year. And I'm sick of them being, you know, looked at as this great team when they well, literally sure they had to go on the road and play in Washington and New York. Yeah. But they did. Yeah, they did play week 17 in New York. I remember uh, Giants beat them. And then the whole Eagles thing happened. But anyway, um, I mean, I can't believe Bears fans were convinced they were going to get Russell Wilson, to be honest. That's I was crazy. loving when they were still talking about oh, we got a shot to get Sean Watson. Like, why would you really want to go back at your words on passing on that guy in the draft and then going back and trading picks or whatever for him? Basically trading everything you have to get him. Yeah. Pretty hey, cool. I know we passed on you several years ago and Patrick Mahomes, but we really want you now. I think the thing is, I think – what the Bears are thinking is probably we have a great defense, but a lot of our best defensive players are getting up there now. Akeem Hicks, Cleo Mack, and we need to win now, so let's just sign another veteran quarterback and then have these two guys do Oklahoma drills with each other, and whoever comes out on top is the starter, right? Foles and Dalton. I'd take Dalton that one because Foles has really been banged up with that shoulder. I don't think he could handle going in into each other like that. So, And speaking of quarterbacks – Fitz Magic, staying alive, getting another jersey to hang on the wall, going to the Washington football team. He might win a Super Bowl there. Yeah. He's going to win MVP this year. That's going to be my pick. Ryan is he a better starting quarterback than Alex Smith would have been? Yeah. I think when you weigh those two together, you're like, do we want a guy that is like the ultimate brand guy Everybody loves Ryan Fitzpatrick. Smart as ever. Went to Harvard. I mean, come on. Or we want a guy who's great and has been good. Well, not great anymore, but a good, solid quarterback. Assistant quarterback. But his leg is destroyed. So Was. It's there it's, now. It's still bad. I mean, he still can't move. 
You see what Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick had one of the greatest comebacks ever against the Raiders. He had his helmet being pulled. His neck was about to snap. Threw up a dime. Thanks for coming. Game. Beat the Raiders. Which, of course, the Raiders' defense could have used us out there. Honestly, we would have been pretty good. But that's how bad they were. What a joke they were. And we'll get to the Raiders trading their entire team soon. The Jaguars. How about them getting a nice little cornerback Shaq Griffin, three years, $40 million. I think people want to play for the Urban Meyer Jaguars. Making a lot of moves. And I thought I saw a tweet earlier that they're getting both Griffin brothers. Uh, I didn't see that. Maybe it's true. I mean, Shaquille Griffin is much better than Shaquem, and it's not because one has one arm and the other one doesn't. But, you know, I mean, he had, uh, he, you know, <laughs> uh, he he's a free agent. That's what I see here. Expected to sign with Jacksonville, but he's not done it yet. So they're expecting it. I don't know if that's because they're his, that's his brother or because they're just guessing. I don't know. But uh, what what do we have next here? I don't, what? Hey, Jay Green is going to go play ball down in Arizona. This just furthers the fact that everyone's going to be all over Arizona and I'm going to fade them so hard and pick the Niners to win that division. I mean, seriously, this team is still not good. I don't know. Now Kyler Murray is going to be able to throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, or Larry Fitzgerald, whenever he wants. Stud, washed up, old. Which one's which? Scared of that. <laughs> you know which one's which. But, uh, well, I know which one's the stud, but which one's the washed up and which one's the old A.J. One? Green is washed up. Fitz is old. Hey, he didn't really play much last year. He's probably got a little left in the tank. I mean, it makes sense because it's a nice, cheap deal one year, but I still don't think the Cardinals are good. When they have a better coach, that's when they'll be good. I'm just saying, and now he's and got a little quarterback that can steal over the line. I'm just he now he's got a lot, three big targets to throw to. Yeah, I mean that was a ricochet shot. I, I apologize to Kyler Murray. Probably shouldn't have said that last part where he can't steal over the line, but whatever. Um, I mean, he's taller than you are. Uh, no, there's no way. Google it. Either the same fight, same height, what? Same height. All right, tell us the next thing, and I'll Google it. The Eagles have given permission to Zach Ertz to seek a trade. Uh, Kyler Murray's 5'10", I'm 5'11". Nice try. Um, anyway. Oh, well, you're not. Yeah, I'm at least 6'1". Um, <laughs> so, uh, we knew Ertz was going to get traded at some point, right? I mean, I know there was teams interested in him in the deadline. I think the Packers were trying to trade for him. Um, so... Makes sense. Team is dead. Do they, you think they try signing him now or trading for him? Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't know. It depends on what happens with big Bob Tunyon. I know that they second-round tendered him, but if he comes back, then don't really need him. But I'd rather just have some fun, like I said last week, and trade for OBJ. So that's where I'm at on this. Are you reaching? I wanted AJ Green. I wouldn't have hated that for the Packers. I mean, I thought he's washed up. Yeah, but he's got a better quarterback thrown to him, and he's got a better receiver. I mean, Devontae Adams is better than DeAndre Hopkins. It's close, but I'll take Adams. Thank you. Um, you know, whatever. I, the difference is the Packers have a coach that doesn't suck, and the Cardinals do. Cardinals have a quarterback who's good and fine. The Packers have one who is better. I mean, that's just. And the Packers also have a better line. I don't care about Rodney Hudson. I mean, who exactly? Come on. Um, quarterback carousel. Big moves. Big names. Tyrod Taylor to the we Texans. Can't, we we can't already talked about that one. Dolphins. Jacoby Brissett 
is going to win the job for the Dolphins. Mark my words. Tua sucks. So by which what week does he start? Week four. They're gonna be one and two, and they're like, Jesus, Tua sucks. My God, what did we do? Jacoby, you're in. And you can lead him 14 and two. They're gonna win the Super Bowl. Um <laughs> Anyway, how about the offensive lineman getting paid? My guy, Corey Lindsley, all-pro center, best center in the league in my opinion, or at least the top two center. Uh, mega deal, five years, $62.5 million, highest paid center now in the history of the game, which will be passed up next year by somebody, I'm sure. But uh, getting some protection for uh, Justin Herbert. They got Brian Bulaga, another former backer, who's a bit old, but oh, right tackle. Plus they got now Lindsley in the middle. Chargers will be good in a few years probably, right? I mean, why not? Oh, Bosa can stay healthy. Yeah. Um, that's a big factor in the fact that Derwin James needs to stay healthy too. Mm-hmm. They have a defensive coach now, Brandon Staley, defensive coordinator for the Rams, now their head coach, so they should get better defensively. Another one, offensive lineman. Uh, I mean, Joe Thurney getting absolutely paid. The Chiefs are trying to win another one. They don't care. Salary cap is a myth. But they sent a guard, but they just released – Two tackles. Yeah, I don't understand that whole thing. Well, they did sign Kyle Long, which isn't he another – is he a guard or a tackle? I think he's a right tackle. I don't know. I, they're probably just trying to get a it's lot Kyle, of – Is Kyle Long the one that was from the Falcons? He's from the Bears. I thought he had retired. He did, and then he came back, and now he signed with the Chiefs. He didn't play last year. Oh, so he's ring chasing now. Smart move, yeah. They're probably trying to get is it cheaper. Jake, is it Jake Long then that's at the Falcons or was with the Falcons? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Um, that's, a, that's a lot of time we just spend the longs there. <laughs> uh, does the NFL need to rework the cap system? Yes or no? I don't know. Like I also put, with how much money the league and teams make, why don't we have fully guaranteed money? Like, seriously, how does the NFL of all leagues not have guaranteed contracts? Well, because every other sport does, right? Yeah. The NHL makes less money than I do, and which is obviously a lie, but and they have guaranteed contracts. And they're like they have like the they're the least paid least paid sport, right? Yeah, I mean the highest paid guy in the NHL, I think, is McDavid at 12 and a half a year. So which that'll go up with the ESPN deal and the other TV deal they're going to have is going to help that. But but you said that um, Aaron Jones made that in a signing bonus. Yeah. The whole cap system is so stupid. I mean, signing bonuses are absurd. The fact that we don't have guaranteed money, like Thune's only got $32 million guaranteed in year one and year two. I don't know what happens after that, but... Like teams could basically like the taste of mill thing is a perfect example. Four years, 140 million, but it's basically a one-year contract. Like the the uh, the Shaq Griffin deal is basically a two-year contract. Two years, 29 million. It's basically what that contract is, but it's three years, 40. It's so stupid. I don't get it at all. In anyway, the the Shaq Griffin to the Jags. Oh. 29 guaranteed out of 40. What's the difference? It's stupid. I don't get it. Um, the Titans released a very good player. Dory Jackson's a very good corner. I mean, he was until a couple years ago. Maybe he's not as good as he was. He was a first-round pick. 
But if I were a team in the NFL, I would jump all over this. Yeah, is that for cap space? I mean, I I guess. I mean, he wasn't good last year, so I don't know. I mean, a little bit questionable, I would say. Kind of surprising, but uh, moving along here is we got like five more to cover here, and then we'll get to college hoops, I guess, or the NHL. We'll skip something. I don't know. Anyway, um, Trent Williams, six years – or uh, Jamal Williams – Skipped one there on accident. Two years, seven and a half with the Lions. So I thought DeAndre Swift was going to be their big time number one this year. And then now they signed another running back who is very good. Yeah, surprised he stayed in the division. Yeah, I was hoping he wouldn't. That, that was in the back of my mind when he, they basically re signed Aaron Jones. And I was like, well, please go to the AFC or another NFC team. But he's probably just going to be their third down back. I hope he gets more carries. He's really good. So I don't know. The the Lions steal Packers players every year. I mean, they but, just signed our backup quarterback, Tim Boyle, who's a laser show. He's a damn stud uh, out of Western Kentucky. Now he's going to be the starter over golf. So you better be ready for that. <laughs> Man, the Lions love stealing Packers. They took Geronimo Allison. They took TJ Lang. I mean, that's all they do, and they still suck. But now they got MCD, MCDC, as Pat McAfee says, Motor City, Dan Campbell. So. Gonna bite a kneecap, and we're gonna fall on the ground, take another kneecap, take another bite out of your kneecap. So better be ready. MCDC's on the way. Uh Trent Williams, highest big tackle now. Six years, 138 million. He's the second best tackle in the game, so he deserves that kind of payday, right? Apparently. Second mind the the great David Bakhtiari, obviously. Who if was there, they would have beaten the Bucks in the NFC Championship. Don't at me. Um Raiders trade a center, Rodney Hudson, to the Cardinals. The Cardinals also get a seventh, and they send a third to the Raiders. The Raiders have now traded three-fifths of their offensive line from last year. Gabe Jackson to the Seahawks, uh, Trent Brown to the Patriots, and now Hudson to the Cardinals. So are they going to say, well, Derek Carr is our quarterback, and he's going to play in front of uh, no offensive lineman, no line. Just going to say Hutton, and then the defensive line is going to go. He already struggled to not get hit. So let's just get rid of the whole offensive line. Their offensive line on paper right now is just horrendous. It looks like a practice squad offensive line. It really does. So that's uh, – if I'm Derek Carr right now, I'm thinking, well, I love seeing the fact that two of the other quarterbacks in my division, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, their teams are giving boatloads of money to offensive linemen while my team is trading the entire offensive line. And our defense already sucks. We have nothing on offense other than Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller. We're going to be so good. I mean, the Raiders, are they going to win two games next year? And my one deep threat, you just you release or was, became a free agent and just signed with the Patriots. It's a mess with the Raiders. I thought they had to turn around. I thought they would be a playoff team last year. They collapsed. Uh, Do you think it started when they gave Gruden power to make moves? I don't know. I just the Khalil Mack deal wasn't bad for them, honestly. I don't blame them for trading him or Amari Cooper really, because they got a ton of draft capital. No, and, but like when you when you allowed him to not be the coach anymore and let him make behind the scene moves, the team has really kind of started going downhill. Yeah, I mean they got Mike Mayock in there as the GM. He's done an okay job, but I they're a mess. So I I, I guess. Gruden still probably has more power than he should on personnel. He's not Belichick, so 
Belichick's the only guy that could be the GM and the coach, and it could work. Like you have the Belichick level, the Gruden level, five thousand piles of dog shit, and you have Bill O'Brien. So that's kind of how you look at it um, from from that terms. But why did the Colts re-sign Marlon Mack? Don't they have Jonathan Taylor there? I mean, shouldn't he be the number one guy? I know Mack's coming off an ACL and he got no money, but why not just let him walk? I don't know. I don't get that at all, but whatever. Uh, two more signings here. We got Long to the Chiefs. We already mentioned that. This is a really intriguing one. One year up to $8 million for a guy who broke out last year and had a lot of sacks, Hassan Reddick with the Panthers. And the Panthers are already a team that were able to pressure quarterbacks and cover well at the same time. Now they have Brian Burns and Hassan Reddick on the edges. I mean, that's they're going to start being a really good defense. Was Hassan Reddick from the Cardinals? Yeah. He was opposite Chandler Jones. Now he's opposite Brian Burns. That'll play. I think it'll work. Um, the Panthers' defense is getting better. They drafted all defense last year. Jeremy Chin from Southern Illinois has been an absolute stud safety in his first season. Uh, so they're going to get better defensively, and who knows? Maybe the Panthers come out of nowhere and trade for Deshaun Watson. Doubt it. As long as they don't give up their whole team, why not do it? Doubt they're going to let Curtis Samuel walk. They already did. Washington football team got him. So we'll find out how that goes, which means now we switch – Gears, let's do uh, golf, MLB, NHL real quick before we do the college basketball because the college basketball is going to take a minute here. Uh, in golf, Players' Championship, how about that? My pick nailed it. Thoughts? There's no real thoughts. You just picked a guy. Justin Thomas went into the third, went into the last day. couple shots back. He was getting hot. Rolls through, wins it. Wins. I, I probably just won somebody a million bucks with that pick. You're welcome, whoever you are out there. That got paid because of my golf expertise. Your guess. No, I nailed it. It was strategical. Whose guy led for the first three days? Who won on Championship Sunday? That that wasn't a question. I will not answer that question. Oh, because it was my guy. None of it matters until Sunday. But I also said to hammer him, finish in the top ten, and he finished second. But then I picked a guy that won. So, like, you know, it all cancels out. But anyway, um, the Honda Classic is next. The defending champ is old Sung J.M. Not a lot of big names playing this week, I, I don't think, in golf. Probably taking a week, you know. The Masters is coming up in a couple weeks. So, which is weird. Like, I feel like the Masters were just yesterday. Yeah. And I remember the Packers playing the Jaguars in that day. And I'm like, oh, my God, are we going to lose to the freaking Jaguars? But they won. And Dustin Johnson's the defending champ at Augusta. Sucks we're not going to see Tiger out there, but I'm looking forward to Brooks Kepka and or Jordan Spieth winning the Masters this year. So that'll be good. Spieth is going to avenge what killed his golf career. That choke in the Masters. You heard it here first. You did, and uh, you'll be making millions off of that, just like you did with my Justin Thomas pick. But Under yeah. one baseball headline. How about this one? LeBron, part owner of the Red Sox. like. LeBron just trying to get his name out there, you know? I mean, everybody knows who he is, but, like... Yeah, when he was in Cleveland playing there, he was wearing Cleveland gear going to the games. Now yeah. he's now he's out wearing L.A. gear all the time going to Dodgers games. But he's, now, 
All of a sudden, he's a part owner of the Red Sox. He used to go to games like a decade ago wearing Yankee stuff, too. So now he's a Red Sox owner. Where is he going to go next? Is he going to become a part owner of the Pirates? Well, he probably can't do that now. I bet it costs like 20 bucks to become a part owner of that dreadful franchise. I mean, geez. I can go to my wallet. I got a five. Is that okay? Yeah, you can become a you can become 50% owner with five bucks. You need some change. My God, what a mess they are in Pittsburgh. We will never talk about the Pirates on this show. Like, there's no way that's ever going to happen because, number one, they have, like, if you look at it from a national perspective, nobody in this country can name five players in the Pirates. Um, so, you know, I probably could, but nobody else, obviously. Um, anyway, opening day is on April 1st. So that is uh, approaching. That is uh, a week, uh, two weeks from tomorrow, three weeks from tomorrow is two. opening day. Two weeks. I don't even know how to do math at this point. I I, I carried to seven. It's it's it's, it's very confusing. Um. Anyway, uh, we'll be talking more baseball when opening day comes around. Uh, baseball is similar to the NBA these days in terms of how many teams you think could win. Like I would say for the top eight in baseball, does anybody have a chance? Probably not. But anyway, um, the NHL. The Rangers got Panarin back tonight. They beat the Flyers nine nothing. Maybe the day four or the day came back through the Bruins four nothing. They need him back. I mean, he changes everything. He's he's one of few guys in the NHL that makes other players around him who aren't supposed to be as good as they are so much better. And there's very few guys in the NHL that do that. Except Chris Kreider. I know you're not a big Kreider guy, which is confusing because he's an American born player. We should support American born NHL players. Shut up. I mean, I don't hate any uh, American-born players. They got some of the Bruins. Charlie McAvoy, Chuck McAvoy, I don't hate him. You know, I'm a huge fan. How about Patrick Kane? He's on my rival team, and I like Patrick Kane a lot. But Patrick Kane's another one of those guys that makes his team teammates better around him. McDavid does it. After those three, does anybody else? I mean, probably not. So Bergie. Crosby does it. I mean, Bergeron does do it, not to the same level that the other guys do it, because the other guys are much more offensive centric. I mean, Bergeron's still great because he's a two way player. Yeah, but two way players don't do it to the same effect that like playmakers do. I mean, Crosby's an underrated two way player. How good he is in both <laughs> Crosby is one of the best passers in the uh, history of the game. So. All right, on a Jack Eichel out for a foreseeable future, Pro Sabres coach. Who got fired like two days after saying that? <laughs> uh, yeah, they're a mess. I mean, and the, how you just wrote this and you said yesterday, why haven't the Sabres fired? I wrote it yesterday, then this morning they fired him. So I just kept it there and I said, they fired him. <laughs> I didn't see that. Why haven't they fired him yet? Let me ask you this one Is it legal for an NHL team to just quit? They suck. I mean, oh my God. God. I don't believe so. I think they still have to play to get their money. They are so bad. I mean, my God. They go out and they get Taylor all, and everyone's like, Sabres, sleeper team? I still pick them to finish second to last in their division. I thought the Devils would be worse, but they're the Sabres are like – I think the Red Wings of last year, who were the worst team in the league by far – might be able to beat this this year's Sabres team. I mean, they are horrendous. It doesn't help that they're playing in a division where almost everybody is good. Like Boston, the Rangers are good when they have Panarin and they're healthy. 
the um, Capitals. Flyers, the Capitals. So it sucks. Their division sucks, but they're the worst team I've seen in a long time. They're bad. And Jack Eichel, when he was playing, wasn't doing anything. So it's a mess. It's a disaster. I don't know how you fix it. They've been abysmal for years. I think the only way to fix it is to uh, trade for Patrick Kane, which won't happen. But I figured if they were good, they would. That's your answer. <laughs> I mean, I always figured if the Sabres were good and the Blackhawks weren't, at some point in the next few years, they would trade for Patrick Kane because he's from Buffalo. He notoriously was a huge Sabre fan. Loves the Sabres. So if the Blackhawks were terrible and the Sabres were good, he would probably want to go there. But that's long gone. I, I can see a scenario where they trade Taylor Hall at the deadline as a rental because he's only had signed a one-year deal. I think eventually Eichel's gone. I mean, I don't see how he, he would want to stay at this point. They suck, which sucks because that draft in 2015 that had McDavid won Eichel too, those guys have only played in the playoffs a combined one time. It sucks because they're both generational players. And their teams suck. But it is what it is. Uh, like I said, the Sabres are 6-18-4 and four with a minus 37 goal differential. One point in their last 10 games. I think they've lost like 13 games in a row. And the one point was an overtime point. So it's not going well. You know, I think Ralph Kruger was a soccer coach at some point and then was the hockey coach and then – one thing led to another, and then he talked about how great – or Taylor all talked about how great it was to play for him, and then two months into the season, he's gone. So it's going well in Buffalo. It's good. Uh, let's get now to the college hoops of the week. Six referees were sent home from the NCAA Indiana, uh, Indiana I guess, bubble of some sort after one tested positive and was around the others – I think they went to dinner or something because their hotel wasn't ready, which not smart if you're supposed to stay in one area. I mean, that's just me. I think college hoops fans rejoice because TV Teddy was one of the guys sent home. He's notorious for making games about himself. He's better at, than anybody at that. So, that, But they didn't even test the other guys. They just sent him home because the one guy tested positive. I, I think they probably sent them home because they all went to dinner, right? But they didn't even test them, just find out if they were positive or not. I think the protocols would have to be that tight, yeah. I mean, I I don't disagree with the move, especially since TV Teddy's a total asshole. So, you know, get him out. Uh, by the way, since college hoops are back, this is one of the greatest post-game moments in the history of March Madness, so let's watch this. Torian Prince, Baylor, with an elite answer to a rebounding question. So I said, "How do they yeah. have? They I mean, have you, more rebounds." You, you said he got out rebounded. I was surprised. You did, thirty-six, thirty-two. How so, does Yale out rebound Baylor? Um, you go up and grab the ball off the rim when it comes off, <laughs> and then you grab it with two hands, and you come down with it, and that's considered a rebound. So they got more of those than we did. I mean, I mean, that's just what a great answer. Love that answer. What if he just would have been like, well, clearly they just got more of those than we did. I mean, what kind of a question is that to a player anyway? Like, what's yeah. the player going to say? Why don't you ask the coach that? Like, how does Yale up? You think Baylor is doing – that Baylor team was doing in-depth scouting reports so they could know everything about Yale and their players? Like, that's more of a coach's question. Or what if he just would have been like, what was the final score to that game? How bad did we beat Yale? Exactly. 
Oh, we only got 32 boards. Oh, man. Wish we would have won the game. Oh, wait, we did. So thanks for that stupid-ass question, Bill. That guy's like Bill. How many steals did we have? How many assists did we have? Exactly. I mean, what a stupid question. Imagine asking a player about rebounding. Uh, Four coaches gone at uh, high major schools, two in the – or one in the Big 12, one in the Big East, and two in the Big Ten. You got Richard Pitino out at Minnesota. Then like five seconds later, he got hired in New Mexico. Which surprises me. I thought he was going to be at Minnesota for a while. Well, he'd been there for like eight years. I know it didn't seem like it, but like he was just – the problem for them is that they had a lot of talent and they did absolutely nothing with it. Like they had a really good roster this year. They had a couple injuries late, but they were so bad. I don't get it. Um, but he got the New Mexico job probably because he's like, Dad, can you make a call? And then his dad was like, okay, hey, I'm Rick Patino. Hire my son. Okay. I mean, come on. You're telling me he's going to get a Mountain West job? five seconds after getting fired because he was terrible in the Big Ten with a roster that had a lot of talent. Come on. They should have hired Tim Miles at New Mexico, but whatever. Uh, Archie Miller out at Indiana, and suddenly Indiana fans think they have the greatest program ever created. I mean, shut up, Hoosier fans. Jesus. They think they're going to get Brad Stevens from the Celtics. Why in the hell would he leave the NBA coaching for the second most, probably second most famous NBA franchise, the Boston Celtics, Bird played there, McHale played there, Russell played there, Parrish, Parrish played there, Rajon Rondo played there. Right? I mean, those guys are on the same category. Paul Pierce, the truth. Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Peyton Pritchard, Oregon. How about that? Robert Williams. You know. Why would he go to Indiana? Maybe if he got fired from the Celtics, sure, but Indiana thinks they have the greatest program that God created in the world. Where's Where's um the old Indiana coach shot now? Cream? Yeah. Georgia. Georgia was almost as good as Indiana was this year, honestly. I mean, Indiana was terrible. Another case where they have a lot of talent there and they just sucked. So, Big Ten's got some shakeups. I know that Penn State hired uh, Micah Shrewsbury, and then their entire team decided to enter the transfer portal. So, off they go. They lost, like, everybody, but uh, they're in trouble. But the bottom of the Big Ten is going to be nearly the same. Like, Penn State's not going to be good. Northwestern will be not great. Nebraska should be better. But Don't talk about Chris Collins like that. Chris Collins is such an average coach. I mean, my God. I never said he was a great coach. Very average, but uh, anyway, Dave Lateo gets fired at DePaul on his second stint there. He was there in the early 2000s, then went to Virginia and stunk it up there, then ended up back to DePaul. DePaul's been in the bottom of the Big East for five years, so they had that. Something had to happen there for sure. Obviously, they're going to struggle to get in state talent because you think Illinois is going to take that department over now? And when there's a big time five star, they, if they don't go to Illinois or Somewhere in state, they'll go to like Duke or Kentucky. So it's it's not an easy job. Like their team this year was a lot of transfers and weird players. But then Steve Prom is out at Iowa State. They hired TJ Odsolberger or something from uh, UNLV. So went from old Freddie Hoiberg to Steve Prom. They went like two and eighteen this year. I mean they were terrible. So another mm-hmm. underachiever. So. Um, 
Five thoughts. I don't know if you wrote. Did you write any of these down? Nope. So you have the bracket for you, right? Yep. What would you say the most likely round one upset is in your estimation? Uh, Has to be like a, an eleven or a si over a six, or like a twelve over a five, or a thirteen over a four, that type of thing. I have a ten over a seven. That's not really an upset. I mean, come on, they're very close. You didn't pick a five over a twelve. I don't believe so. What about four? Uh, thirteen over four. There's always at least one of those that happens. It's a staple of madness. I didn't pick one. I'll give you mine. Uh, mine is the most likely is I think Winthrop over Villanova in the South Region. We talked about Villanova. One I could see, I guess you could. Uh, Georgetown beating Colorado after Colorado really let me down in the. Big East Championship, or I mean, not the, not the Big East, the Pac-12. Yeah, Georgetown's the one who destroyed Creighton in the Big East Championship. Another team I had picked last week. Yeah, I don't love Colorado as a team, but I think people after Georgetown's Big East run, I think people forgot that Georgetown is not a good team. You know, they're not. So I don't see that happening, but. Um, Two players to watch from each region. I'll give you these right now. And I'm going to go with a guy in the top section of the bracket, so the 116 game, the 8-9 game, 5-12 game, 4-13. I'm going to give you one guy from one of those games and then one guy from the 6-11, not each game, but like, you know, one top half of a region, bottom half of a region. Starting in the West, the guy that you should watch in this region is Jason Preston, point guard, Ohio, if they beat Virginia, he's the reason. NBA-level talent. Had a game this year where he had 31 points, five rebounds, eight assists against Illinois. Um, Triple-double machine. Very good player. Extremely good guard. Probably an NBA-level talent. Uh, on the bottom half, people will probably say, well, you should say Luka Garza or Evan Mobley. Nope. Chris Duarte, third-team All-American, Pac-12 player of the year, or I guess he was the uh, runner-up for player of the year because of Mobley, I think. He might have been player of the year. I don't know. But Oregon. Oregon's going to make a run, I think, and he's going to be the guy that does it. So watch out for him. In the South region, top half, if Winthrop's going to be Villanova, Chandler Vodron, their point guard, does a lot of things. He could have a, a game with six points and he'd have 15 assists, you know. They can score in a variety of ways. you got DJ Burns underneath for them, so I would take him. Uh, then the bottom half, I will go with Nemius Kida, Utah State center. Just a machine. He's going to be a hell of a team, a hell of a player for Texas Tech to guard, and I think that's why Utah State beats them. We'll get into our brackets here soon, but that's why I think they he beats them. Uh, so we'll find out. Uh, Midwest region top half for me. It's got to be Cameron Crutwig, Loyola Chicago, with the news that Georgia Tech's going to be without the ACC Player of the Year in the first round, and maybe the second if they win. Moses right. Crutwig's going to have a tremendous game against Georgia Tech. Then um, the bottom half, I would go with Matt Mitchell, San Diego State. He was the player of the year in the Mountain West. He's also got a sidekick in Jordan Shackle for the Aztecs, so that's a very good team. I know a lot of people love Syracuse in that game. I think San Diego State's a much better team. 
Um, top half of the East region, I would say the guy to watch is Kyle Lofton, <clears throat> point guard for St. Bonaventure. A lot of people love LSU in that game. I don't particularly love them. I think, uh, you know, I think St. Bonaventure is an extremely good team. They have five juniors that start. They have four guards and double figures. They have a blocking machine. And this guy that you should get to na- know the name of, Oshun Oshunihi, tremendous center. So, I mean, the, the only problem with them is that they have really no depth other than Alejandro Vasquez off the bench. Um, and how I, I know like eight players on St. Bonaventure, I don't know either, but I do. So we'll just go with that. Uh, bottom half for that one, I would say Jericho Sims for Texas. He's really been coming on. A senior who is like 6'11", 240, a double-double machine. He had a big-time double-double against um, against uh, Oklahoma State in the Big 12 title game. And Texas, I've been saying this. We'll go over that when we get to the brackets. But Texas is, other than Gonzaga and Illinois, they're right there with those teams in terms of talent, experience, and uh, length. They're right there with those teams. And that's why I think a lot of people love Texas to make a deep run, and I do too. So um, what coach do you trust the most? If you don't want to answer this one, I can. You know, in each region, real quick, if I'm going to go, I'm going to say Dana Altman, Oregon. Uh, I always pick Oregon to make a run. I think they'll do it again. I really do. Um, I wouldn't be that surprised if you're wrong, but whatever. Uh, I trust Scott Drew for Baylor. I really do think that he's done an excellent job. They have a ton of players there. They're, they have a, six really good shooters from beyond the arc. They have very good defensive big men like uh, Jonathan Chamwa Chachua and Flo Thamba and Mark Vitals, as good of a defensive four you're going to see. Um, in the Midwest, I trust Huggins, man. I really do. I think they're going to make a run at least Sweet 16 for the Mountaineers. So, uh, and I think most people like Bob Huggins, so why not? Uh, then the East, I'm going to say Leonard Hamilton, Florida State. I think they'll make a run, and uh, he's a really, really good coach. And Josh Pastner, the first thing that he said after they beat Florida State, after before thanking all the ESPN broadcasters for doing it because he's so nice. He said Leonard Hamilton's Hall of Famer. I wonder if I can pull that up because I really want to listen to that. Josh Pastner for Georgia Tech after winning the ACC uh, tournament. See, I was gonna, I was gonna say Mark Few. I mean, I, I trust Bob, him. Bob Huggins, Shaka Smart. Yeah. And why did you just said the Baylor coach's name, and I had that in my head? Scott Drew. Yeah. Let me see if I can find this video of uh, Josh Pastner. I can't find it. Whatever, but he like he like thanked all the ESPN broadcast, and then he thanked all the guys in the studios, and then he said like something about Leonard Allen's Hall of Fame coach. I mean, it was very weird, but nice guy. So there you go. I I I would find myself rooting for Georgia Tech to make a run, but then they would play my team in the second round, so I'll pass on that. But, um, all right. A lot of people, a lot of buzz. Could a 15 seed defeat a 2 seed this year? And uh, I would say no. No. But the most likely one to me is Oral Roberts, Ohio State. I think Ohio State's great, but Oral Roberts is the best 15 seed out of the four. They have Max Admus the leading scorer in the country, and Kevin O'Bandor, who's another star in the Summit League. But I think Ohio State's too good. I, I think there's no way Grand Canyon could beat Iowa. 
as much as I'd like to see Rick Pitino somehow make a little bit of a run as a 15 seed, not going to happen. Alabama's too good. And Cleveland State might not score 40 points against Houston. So um, there's that. Uh, let's now go. Let's do – I don't really want to break down both of our entire brackets, but we can, so let's just do it. Screw it. I mean, uh, let's do this. We'll go region by region, and we'll just get to the final four team in each region. We'll go all the way through each region one at a time. We'll start in the West region. Your first-round winners are who? Gonzaga, Oklahoma, Creighton, Virginia, USC, Kansas, Oregon, Iowa. So we have all the same except for two. I have Missouri beating Oklahoma. No Davion Harmon for Oklahoma. That's a big loss. Their second leading scorer. And I just think Missouri has a toughness about them that can lead them to a win here. Um, then I have Ohio beating Virginia. I'm a believer in Jason Preston. And I think the COVID issues and the fact that Virginia hasn't been able to practice very much and the fact that they're really not that good, I think Ohio's got a really good chance. Now, I want to say I did pick Creighton, but I really want to see UCSB make a run. UC Santa Barbara, the Gauchos. I mean, just a terrific team. High major talent everywhere. Jacory McLaughlin's a stud. I want to see them make a run. I know a lot of people love them to make the Sweet 16. I love them too, but I think when somebody's going so far with it, everybody's picking UCSB. I'm going to take Creighton. It's a weird situation that Creighton's been going through the last couple weeks, but they still have a lot of talent there, good scoring. And you, I, I, I think they're going to have to have some sort of response to getting the absolute – F beat out of them by the Hoyas. So we'll see. Uh, second round in the West, you have Gonzaga, Oklahoma, which I'm, I'm assuming you have. Gonzaga. Yes. Okay. Virginia. Virginia over Creighton. Okay. Kansas. Kansas over UC, uh, USC. And I'm assuming you're not, you know, woke enough to take Oregon over Iowa. I have Iowa. I have Gonzaga beating Missouri. I have Ohio beating Creighton. So Ohio is going to make a bit of a run here. A little sweet 16 action. A lot of talent there. You got a starting lineup trio of Jason Preston, Dwight Wilson the third, and Ben Vanderplas. Nice team, well coached. I think they can get to the sweet 16. I'll take USC to beat Kansas. If David McCormick's not back in round two for Kansas, Evan Mobley's going to have 30 points and 30 rebounds. I mean, seriously. They have no one underneath to play against him. Jalen Wilson might be out too. Um but I think McCormick might have been cleared to play. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I'll take USC to beat Kansas, and I will take Oregon to beat Iowa because Iowa's biggest enemy in this tournament is a team that with talent, length, and athleticism that can defend. Oregon does that. You got Eugene from Eugene. You got LJ Figueroa. You got Will Richardson. They're 10-3 and with Will Richardson in the lineup, by the way. They have uh, Chris Duarte, who I didn't even mention until now, who's the best player on the team. I'll take Oregon. Let's Eugene from Eugene that's not from Eugene? Yes, that is him. Eugene Omarui. And uh, what an electric finish for Bill Walton. Had some really great moments in the in the season of the Pac-12. I love Bill Walton. Uh, very entertaining. Even though I think that it's hilarious how great he thinks the Pac-12 is. But anyway, um, maybe it's all a game. Maybe he's high as F the whole time. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Sweet 16, you have Gonzaga and uh, who? Creighton? Virginia? Iowa. Iowa. No, this is Sweet 16. We already picked. I already said that. No, we just picked the round two. Like you had Gonzaga over Oklahoma, then you had. I had Virginia over Creighton. Okay, then you have Gonzaga, Virginia, and you have Gonzaga winning that, right? 
Yes. Then you have Kansas, Iowa. And I have Iowa winning. Okay, so you have Gonzaga, Iowa. Um, so one versus a two in the West in the Elite Eight. I have Gonzaga beating Ohio by 30, and I have Oregon beating USC. So one versus a seven. Elite Eight run, Dana Altman, Elijah Drew, excuse the whole deal. The Ducks are going to make a big run. And then I'll take Gonzaga to beat Oregon to get to the Final Four. I have Gonzaga beating Iowa. Okay, let's go to the right. Let's go to the south. Uh, your winners in the first round in the south region are? Baylor, UNC, Villanova, Purdue, Texas Tech, Arkansas, Virginia Tech, Ohio State. So we once again have two differences, I think. And let, did you pick North Carolina? Yes. Okay. So we have three. I have Baylor beating Hartford. I'll take Wisconsin to beat North Carolina, even though I think this Wisconsin team is not good. I think they'll be able to win a round. I'll take Winthrop to beat Purdue because Winthrop has so many different ways to score in their deep. Winthrop, you mean to beat Villanova? Villanova, yeah, my bad. Uh, yeah, I'll take Winthrop to beat Villanova. Um, very good Winthrop team. I like them uh, to win that game. Even though a lot of people are picking it, I'm also going to go with it. I'll take Purdue to beat North Texas. I will take Utah State to beat Texas Tech. I think Nemius Keita is going to be impossible for them to guard. Um, I'll take Florida to beat Virginia Tech. I just don't think Virginia Tech's good enough. To what do you have in the Arkansas Colgate game? I'll also take Arkansas, even though there's someone that I know that has Colgate in the Final Four. Um, I'll take Ohio <laughs> State. Yep, to beat Oral Roberts. So, so now you have Baylor, North Carolina, and you have who winning? Wait, did you say you take Oral Roberts? I said Ohio State over Oral Roberts. Oh. So Baylor, uh, North Carolina. I have Baylor winning that. And you have Villanova, Purdue. Purdue. Texas Tech, Arkansas. Arkansas. Must bus, I agree. Uh, and then you have Flo- uh, Virginia Tech, Ohio State. Ohio State. Okay, so I have I have Baylor beating Wisconsin. I have Purdue beating Winthrop. I have Arkansas beating Utah State. And I have uh, Ohio State beating Florida. So I have my sweet 16 is Baylor, Purdue, Arkansas, Ohio State. So same. Okay. And what who do you have winning? Baylor and Arkansas. Okay, I have Baylor and Ohio State winning. So I I also take Baylor to beat Ohio State to get to the final four. I have Baylor. All right, let's go to the Midwest. Uh winners in the Midwest region. Illinois, Georgia Tech, Tennessee, Oklahoma State, San Diego State. West Virginia, Clemson, Houston. Okay, a couple differences here. I uh, also have Illinois. I have Loyola Chicago winning because Georgia Tech's going to be without Moses Wright. That changes everything for them. Um, I'll take Tennessee and Oklahoma State, even though people are forgetting that Oklahoma State, it's not a lock they win. You know, Liberty's very good, so it's a tough matchup. But Oklahoma State's a very young team. Uh, I'll take San Diego State to beat Syracuse. I'll take West Virginia to beat Moorhead State. I'll take Rutgers to beat Clemson in a bloodbath where neither team scores 60 probably. Um, and then I'll take Houston to beat Cleveland State like 90 to 40, but that's actually a joke, so I'm kidding. So there you go. Uh, let's go now to round two. You have Illinois, Georgia Tech leading it off. Illinois. All right, then you have Tennessee, Oklahoma State. Tennessee. Did you pick San Diego State, West Virginia here? Yeah. Okay. I have West Virginia winning. And then Clemson, Houston. I have Houston. All right, I'll take Illinois to beat Loyola Chicago. I'll take Oklahoma State to beat Tennessee. I'll take West Virginia to beat San Diego State. I'll take Houston to beat Rutgers. 
which means our Sweet 16, we have one difference, which I believe is Tennessee for you. Yeah. So Illinois, Tennessee. And who do you have? Oklahoma State. Illinois, Oklahoma State. And you have Illinois beating Tennessee, I'm assuming? Yes. Orange on orange crime. Because there's like seven orange teams in this region. You got Clemson, Syracuse, Oklahoma State, Tennessee, and Illinois. Five orange teams in this region. Pretty impressive. And Oregon State, six. How about that? Orange on orange crime. Uh, And then West Virginia, Houston. I'll take West Virginia in that game. That's what I have. Speaking of orange, I have an orange pin and an orange shirt, so I'm really going with the Midwest region theme today. Yeah, six orange teams, orange on orange crime. I'd be surprised if uh, an orange team doesn't come out of the Midwest. Well, you can be surprised because I picked a blue and yellow or blue and yellow team to come out of that. So you have West Virginia beating Illinois. I have Illinois beating West Virginia. So there you go. So so far we have the same final four except for West Virginia, Gonzaga, mm-hmm. Baylor, and then I have Gonzaga, Baylor, Illinois. So, all right, go to the East to finish this off. First round winners. Go ahead, Michigan. LSU, Colorado, Florida State, Michigan State, Texas, Yukon, Alabama. All right. I'm going to go with um, Michigan, St. Bonaventure, Colorado, Florida State, BYU, Texas, Yukon, and Alabama. So a few differences there. So your first game here is Michigan, LSU. I have Michigan. No defense going to be played by LSU in that game. Uh Colorado, Florida State. Florida State. Michigan State, Texas. Texas. And then uh, what is it, UConn, Bama? Bama. All right, I'm going to take Michigan over St. Bonaventure. I'll take Florida State over Colorado. I'll take Texas over BYU. And I will take my Huskies, who I'm not a fan of but love. I'll take the Huskies to beat Bama. So we have a similar Sweet 16, except uh, we both have Michigan, Florida State. I have Texas, UConn. You have Texas, Bama. Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm assuming you'll take who to beat who in the Michigan Florida State? Florida State. I'll also take Florida State and then Texas and uh, Alabama. Texas. I will take Texas over UConn. So same Elite Eight matchup, Florida State, Texas, and you will take? Texas. I will take the Longhorns as well. So we have the same Final Four except you have West Virginia out of the Midwest. I have Illinois. Um, I have Gonzaga beating Texas. Yes. Final four. You do as well. Okay. I have Baylor beating Illinois in the final four. I have West Virginia beating Baylor. I have Baylor beating Gonzaga in the national championship. I have Gonzaga beating West Virginia. All right. So Gonzaga's getting their perfect season. I mean, I think it could happen, but I think people also forget how good Baylor is. So I don't know. But anyway. So we got that out of the way. So our final Bob Huggins is getting his one shining moment and it's getting ripped out of his hand a game later. I mean, I think if they played again, because they played each other and Gonzaga won that game 87 81. It's the only game they didn't win by double digits this year. I think Gonzaga is so much better now than they were then because that was like early December, and that's when Baylor played Illinois. That's was you know what would be crazy. That's what I'm saying. He gets a shiny moment of beating Baylor. Yeah. And then he gets it ripped away by Gonzaga. Gonzaga might score 120 in that game. Um, anyway, let's go to betting picks to finish this thing off. Uh, so let's take a look here. Uh, we'll start with NCAA tournament future picks. Three teams to win the tournament. Uh, who are your three picks? Well, this is not fair now, but I picked Texas plus 3,300, 
North Carolina plus 5,000 and Bama plus 2,000. So we have the exact same odds and one similar team. I also like Texas plus 3,300. I like Ohio State plus 2,000. And I like UConn plus 5,000. So I pick a seven, a two, and a three. You pick a two, a three, and an eight. eight. Yeah. All right. We'll see if any of those hit. Probably not, but we'll see. Uh, first four against the spread. Texas Southern, Mount St. Mary's, who you like? I took Texas Southern plus 0.5. Aren't they minus 0.5? No, Texas Southern is plus 0.5. I thought I saw minus. Either way, I like Texas Southern, but we double-check this just to make sure we're being 100% accurate. Um, here we go. Okay, it's up to plus one now. I, I thought they were favored. Anyway, I'll take Texas Southern, uh, plus 0.5. Uh, Drake, Wichita State. Drake, minus two. I got that at Drake minus one and a half. Either way, I like Drake. Um, so the line has gone up a little bit since I picked it a few hours ago. So there you go. Uh, Appalachian State, Norfolk State. Appalachian State minus three. I also like that as well. The Mountaineers minus three. Michigan State, UCLA. Uh, Michigan State minus two and a half. Uh, I got it at minus two. Michigan State I also like. So oh, we're all the same there. Okay. Um, let's go to the West region. What were your two picks out of the West? Oklahoma minus one over Mizzou, and Oregon minus five over VCU. All right. I like uh, UC Santa Barbara plus the seven against Creighton, and I like uh, Missouri plus two is where I saw that against Oklahoma. So I picked that before David Harmon was out for Oklahoma, which dropped the line to one. Um, but I like Missouri and UC Santa Barbara. Let's go to the south. I have Virginia Tech plus one over Florida and Texas Tech minus four over Utah State. Okay, I like um, Winthrop plus six uh, against Villanova and Arkansas minus eight and a half against the Toothpaste. Should win that game by a bundle. Um, Midwest. I have Clemson plus two over Rutgers. And San Diego State minus three over Syracuse. I also like San Diego State minus three against Syracuse and Tennessee minus seven and a half against Oregon State. What about the East? Yeah, LSU minus two over St. Bonaventure and UConn minus three over Maryland. For some reason, I picked St. Bonaventure in the bracket, but I also said LSU minus four and a half for this. <laughs> that's why I. That's why when I was doing my bracket, I made sure that I, what I picked in the bets. <laughs> yeah, I messed that up, but whatever. Uh, I'll still take it. And then UConn minus three against Maryland. I also picked. So, all right. Let's shift gears to Honda Classic. Four golfers who you got. Let's see if I can go two for two after winning. My guy won last week. Don't know if you've heard about that yet, but. I'll still take that my guy led for three days. My guy I, won. So. I also said to hammer him in the top ten. And I said to hammer my guy to win, probably. So no, definitely didn't. Anyway, who you like this week? Um, my favorite is once again Lee Westwood at plus twenty two hundred. He's playing good golf right now. Yeah, but three times in a row being that good, I don't know about it. Hey, but you might want to hammer him in the top ten. We'll see. 
and then Ricky Fowler got up again, hoping, hoping and praying he might come back around at plus forty five hundred. All right. A little Jim Furyk at plus nine thousand. All right. And then Wesley Bryan, my long shot, at plus fifteen thousand. I never heard of him. Um, by Wesley the way, Bryan, the Bryan brothers, they used to do trick shots. I'm not familiar. Um, before we get into this, real quick for me, just real quick, last week you went one for six in power conference picks for the tournament, right? Yeah, and you went. Over six, yes. And I, I had what three out of six in the conference final. Yeah, I had two out of six. So, um, who's your other one? Or when I had one out of six, Florida State. Yeah, I had Creighton, Colorado. Yeah. Um, so then I had Justin Thomas winning the Players Championship. Obviously nailed that. Then I went one and one in the NBA, one and one in the NHL with the Nets and the Knicks. And the Maple Leafs, Blackhawks, and then you went 0 and 2 in the NHL of Vegas and Anaheim, and then I went, or then you went 1 and 1 in the NBA, or 2 oh, and 2, 2 and 0 in the NBA. So yeah. we're 2 and 2 in uh, NBA and hockey. Yeah, so we went the same except the tiebreakers, the fact that I nailed the golf, and uh, you know, anyway, uh, this week I'll probably win again. Lee Westwood, I also took plus 2,500. On that for me, 25 or 22? I saw it at 25, um, so I don't know. Um, then Cameron Davis plus 4,500. I don't know who he is, but why not? Uh, then I, I'm also gonna like the favorite, Sung JM plus 1400. Won there last year, maybe you can do it again. Started Sung JM Honda Classic Dynasty, so we'll see. And then I, I'm gonna take Phil plus 10,000. Screw it, right? He's got to do something. Make? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I think he's trying to inch his way back in the top 100 again. He'll get in there when he wins this. So, hard to hear first. Tomorrow's lines in the NHL. What do you like? Money lines. I got the Islanders minus 136 versus the Flyers. Okay. And uh, Phoenix minus 127 over the Ducks. I like the Avalanche minus 139 against the Wild. And then I uh, we're going to go head-to-head here. I like the Flyers plus 114 against the Islanders. Flyers coming off a game where they just lost 9 nothing tonight. So they're going to be wanting to win tomorrow. So I'll take them. Um, then the NBA, what do you got? I got the Trailblazers minus 1 over New Orleans. Okay. And the Lakers minus 8 over Charlotte. I like Phoenix, not biased at all. Minus 10.5 against the T-Wolves, and I like the Lakers minus 8 against the Hornets as well. And that's the betting picks. So let's see if I can absolutely nail it like I did with the golf, <clears throat> you know. So until you get one, I'm just going to talk about it every week. I mean, you give me no credit for – But, like, none of that matters whenever I win, you know. Like, if you would have picked Lee Westwood and then DeShambo would have won, then you're on, then you, you beat me. But, you know. He wasn't even your favorite or anything. I mean, I probably did say that he was my favorite, though. So, you might be wrong on that one. I nailed it. So, all right. We'll be back next Wednesday. We'll have a Sweet 16 to talk about in college hoops. More betting picks, more NFL stuff probably going to happen. Will Deshaun Watson be a, not a Texan by then? 
Or will Russell Wilson? He's definitely going to be on the Seahawks, but will he not be? We don't know. We'll find out. All right, uh, number three coming on the 24th of March next Wednesday. We'll see you then. And, uh, yeah, all right, see ya. Goodbye, podcast folks, listeners that probably already tuned out because I wouldn't show up by Sam Gerard.